Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the North Fort Worth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Boyd, and this afternoon I'm joined by Philip Scott. Hey, it's, Josh. It's great to have you on this week. We're Thanks. Thanks for having to, me. We're excited to have you. If you don't know, uh, Dr. Philip Scott is a pediatric hospitalist at Cook Children's, right? Got so it. tell us tell us a little bit about what that's like. What, what, do you, what does that entail for you? Yeah, so I, I am a pediatrician, uh, but I, I exclusively take care of kids that are hospitalized. So... I don't, I don't necessarily see kids in, or I, I don't see kids in clinic. Um, okay. A lot of the kids that I'll see, most of them get admitted through the emergency room. So kids with like an asthma attack that need to be on oxygen or kids with uh, some sort of infection that needs IV antibiotics. Those are the kids that I take gotcha. care of. And then I discharge them back to their, their pediatricians in clinic. So Very cool. So do you have, I, I, that may be your specialty, but is there a specialty kind of within that things that you really have expertise in that you like dealing with? Yeah, so so I do some kind of quality improvement uh, work with asthma. It's okay. kind of the area that I, I uh, enjoy working with. But but it's interesting you say that because pediatric hospital medicine didn't used to be a a subspecialty. It, it just recently uh, became a subspecialty. Yeah, I just didn't a couple know that years until ago. you told yeah, me right before the podcast. I had no idea it, that was even. It's a, a thing. That's it's awesome. a thing now. Yeah, and it just as of I think a couple years ago, I just took my test to be board certified in in pediatric hospital medicine. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. We're grateful that you do that. <laughs> and there's yeah. probably, if it's so new, there's probably not many people that have that specialty. People enjoy doing it. So it's, it's, it's one of the fastest growing fields wow. uh, that there is in medicine. Wow. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, you are a medical professional. There's no way around that. That may look a little different from, um, you know, especially working at Cook Children's and uh, being, being with kids. But how, how has life looked for you or how different has it looked over the last 12 months since COVID really came onto the scene? Since the pandemic, yeah. yes. So it's, it is different than I would have expected. Okay. So you think of like a pandemic, it's like all hands on deck, everybody's going to be super busy uh, in healthcare. But I experienced the opposite, actually. <laughs> we, you know, because because kids just don't. I mean, some kids do get they get they can get COVID nineteen, but um, they represent represent a very small portion of the people that get it. And then, the, oftentimes, when they do have symptoms, they're mild. You know, they're right. they're not really significant. So, we have seen. Uh, so we have not been busy because you know we. Um, a lot of elective procedures and that sort of thing have gotten canceled. So I've, I've actually had more time at home uh, uh, since the pandemic. Well, that's great. And so, yeah, it's, it's different than you would expect. Yeah. And, and that's just the pediatric room. In the adult world, it's, I think it's been the opposite. You know, everybody's been very, very busy and scrambling. But I've been fortunate to be at home with my kids actually a little bit more. Uh, during the pandemic. Well, that, that's great. That's great. How do you think things have changed as far as like safety protocols and things like that? Has that been hard to adjust to as well? Like working in a hospital and having to. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're, yeah, it's very, everyone's very, very cautious. Everybody has to wear a mask. Everybody is, um, and we have to wear eye protection in the hospital okay. too. So yeah. So I'll, you know, you do an entire shift with a mask on all day. So wow. yeah, a, a lot of people that complain that they have no to wear kidding. a mask going to the store. I'm like, that's and nothing. You probably have to double mask too. I'm sure. Yeah. Right? So we, yeah. Yeah. So when I'm, if I'm going into a patient's room that I know has COVID, then yeah, I wear an N95 mask and then another mask on top wow, of that. Yeah. So yeah. So I, yeah, I, so I, I don't have a lot of sympathy wearing one here at the church. You get no sympathy from me. Okay. That's right. right. Okay. Well, that's good to know at least. Well, so we know that, um, you know, you provided for us for, for a long time, actually, right when the pandemic first really started to become 
um, an intrusive thing, really. Um, you provided uh, a Friday Q&A regarding COVID-19 on our uh NFWBC group and thank you so much for doing that. Um, yeah, yeah. Steve, Pastor Steve asked me to to do that. I thought, you know, I never thought of of serving in that way, but it, it's actually I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of it, so for I'm glad sure. to, to help. It's so it's comforting to to people, even if it's someone that they don't really know, even, but someone that is um, number one a believer, and so they know that they're going to have the same spiritual convictions as them for the most part. And but it's comforting to, to know that someone they know what they're talking about. You know, somebody that's trusted. They've been they've been trained. They've been certified for these kind of things. And not only that, but you you worked. I mean, you're working through that right now. I mean, you're working in the middle of that. So, I think that's that was a huge thing for a lot of people. I think having that Friday. Q and A session where where people could interact with you and they could get a a uh, what's the word a, probably a, a a nonpartisan you know experience or um, you know form of information or expertise on just what's happening. It was just here's here's the facts. Here's what it is. And so we kind of wanted to touch a little bit on that today. And sure. so let's talk about vaccinations for for a bit. And what um, what's maybe the most recent update you've heard? on vaccinations, maybe, um, the total number, you know, vaccinated in the state or anything like that. What, what do you know? What are, what are some of the updates? Yeah, sure. Sure. So, uh, as of right now, there's, there's three vaccines that are approved, uh, in the United States. Uh, uh, there's, uh, two of them are MRNA vaccines. So there's the Moderna and the Pfizer, uh, vaccine. And then the most recent one that's just gotten emergency, uh, FDA approval is, um, it's an adenovirus, uh, based, uh, vaccine but the benefit of that is it's just a one-time vaccine and so that that was just recently released and i'm not sure uh, i i would imagine that texas probably has received some shipments of that and uh and so so that's kind of new there's a newer vaccine that's that's available um and then uh as far as in texas uh we were i was just kind of looking at before we we started um about 12 percent of people in texas are vaccinated at this point that seems like a pretty high number, right? Yeah. So especially since we're just, we're just kind of getting started and, you know, the priority has been for, um, uh, people at high risk for either health conditions or their age sure. that, that they qualify for it. And the the health, uh, uh, us department of health and human services just recently also opened that up to say that states need to uh, start prioritizing, uh, school, uh, uh sure. personnel. So like right. teachers, school staff, that sort of thing. And so, they're now open to be able to to get the vaccine um, as opposed to those that are just high risk or work in healthcare, right. and so they're expanding the number of people that that can get the vaccine. Yeah, that's great. And I know so, we we talked just briefly before we started today that you had been uh, vaccinated, and I'm sure that was that's probably a lot of people that work in in the healthcare system are, yeah. are going through that. Which did, which one did you receive? So we uh, Cook received a shipment of the Pfizer okay. vaccine, the mRNA Pfizer vaccine, and it's it's interesting. Um, 95% of physicians in our system got the vaccine. Wow. So it's like, you know, that, I think that's telling, you know, that, that's, that's a large number. <laughs> that's a large number. And of course, these are people that are coming in contact with people that potentially, you know, that are right. sick, that potentially can, can uh, get it. But I think that speaks volumes to, you know, this is important. This is yeah. an important thing. Hmm. And, and physicians recognize that. And they, I think everyone was happy to, yeah. to get their vaccine. How, how was that like? Did you have any side effects or anything like that? I'm I sure did. It hurt. I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right it's into a shot. The muscle. Right, yeah. <laughs> so there is some, yeah. The downside is it, it, you know, your arm is sore for, for a day for the, for me, the first vaccine in my arm was just sore, 
But then after the second vaccine, about, about 12 hours after that, my second vaccine, I, I did not feel well. I felt yeah. like I had the flu I, and I, I probably spiked a fever. Um, sure. I didn't actually take my temperature, but, but yeah, you can, it, it really revs up your immune system, but ultimately that's what you want. Like right. you want, you want and your it, immune and this system. Is not to be a, this is not a live vaccine. Correct. 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 Yeah. So it's, it's unique in that. Um, and this is a newer technology. It's, it's been developed over the last couple of decades of this MRNA vaccine, but basically it, it uses your own cells, um, uh, kind of protein making machinery. It takes, it takes in this RNA and it uses your own protein making machinery in your cell to make the the virus protein a smart vaccine it's a it's a smart (laughs) vaccine that's a good way to say yeah and so that gets presented to your immune system your immune system recognizes and says okay "Okay, this is our target basically and so then you have memory to your immune system has memory to that um that protein and so if you come in contact with covid you mount a faster and more robust response okay. so it blocks that infection. So that basically. really is what you want. You want your body to have maybe that, that, that reaction after that first or second correct. dose. Correct. That's correct. So it's not fun, but that's actually what right. you're looking for. It's promising. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, wh- how about um, one thing that I was interested in was maybe like duration of immunity. We've got so many people in our church, especially in our traditional service, who are now returning to church. And yeah. um, we're asking, you know, we haven't changed any of our guidelines, and we'll touch on that here in a minute. But sure. um, you know, so many people that have been vaccinated vaccinated now are a little more comfortable to be, you know, kind of being put back into society, you know, normal entering life. the public again, getting some sort of normal. Yeah. Um, so what, what can people expect for maybe, and that, that, that may just be changing drastically as, as the vaccine, you know, continues. To and that's, that's the great question. And the, the hard part is we don't know. Yeah. Uh, there's, and I actually, I just was just doing research on this, uh, uh, last night. Uh, we just don't know the duration of effectiveness, you know, is, you know, will we at some point need to get booster uh, sure. vaccines? You know, that's a that's a possibility. But as of right now, yeah, and you know, we're talking about uh, recent uh, changes. The CDC just came out and said, you know, that uh, that those that have been vaccinated can kind of, um, you know, ultimately, I think one of the most critical things is, you know, if if someone that's been vaccinated comes in contact with someone that that has COVID, they're not qu- required to go into quarantine. Wow. at that point, which that's, that's huge. And it's that's that effective. Yeah, it's that, it yeah, that effective. it's that effective. And, uh, how long that lasts again, we're, we're not entirely, sure. entirely sure, but that's, that's helpful. And I think reassuring both to those that are in the higher risk populations, but also to me as a, as a younger, healthy person, sure. I'm not going to miss two weeks of work if I come in contact <laughs> right. with somebody, you know, so that's beneficial to me. Um, as and in well. your, in your so. line of work that, that happens often. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, that, that's a great thing then. So we kind of talked a minute ago about how, or I mentioned it, you know, briefly about how the, you know, as a church, as a staff, we didn't, we decided not to change any of our guidance. We decided not to suspend anything. We wanted to wait a little bit longer before. And that was the, the beauty, I think, of what the governor really allowed, um, for, um, flexibility. I, I think that was really, um, we appreciated that, that we were, we as a church, we're kind of left up to, you know, we, we were able to make that decision. Some ourselves. autonomy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, so we decided to just really kind of keep things the same for now, just to protect in any way possible, um, especially those that are at risk. And we, we have a very, we have a multi-generational church. And so right. there, we have a really, we feel, we feel like we have a responsibility to a lot of our older Absolutely. congregation and those that are at risk. So what do you, what do you think about that? Do you think that was the right decision? Do you think? Yeah. I, I think so. And, you know, if you look at Governor Abbott's um, mandate, really, ultimately, 
all that that mandate really uh, uh, said is that we're no longer going to find people for not wearing a mask. Sure. Ultimately, you know, and that's and Governor Abbott, you know, that's his he's responsible for the kind of legal aspect of, uh, of our state. So, and that's, and I think his point was, you know, at this point, everybody is well aware of this pandemic and what they need to do to keep people safe. And so we're going to remove these rules that would, you know, ultimately, um, penalize people sure. uh, for, for not wearing masks. And even in the, even in his, uh, mandate, he said, we continue, we encourage you to continue wearing masks and, and social distancing. Um, that was encouraged. Uh, but I think I think some people have kind of misinterpreted it as, <laughs> so. oh, okay, well, this is we just you know everything is is back to normal, and, and so I think it's I think it was wise on the part of of uh, of uh, uh, the, the church staff saying let's let's just kind of see how things play yeah, out over these next sure. couple months and and uh, slowly make adjustments uh, as as you know fortunately our numbers continue to be low, so sure, I mean yeah. I, I think it's it's reasonable to kind of um, go one step at a time and definitely adjust accordingly. And just to provide peace, if you're listening, you know, we, for, since the duration of this pandemic, we haven't, um, there's really no way we can require, you know, a mask. And and we, we joked about it a couple of weeks ago after governor Abbott's, you know, his mandate. Um, but throughout, I mean, this is, we are in month number 12 and I think that, yeah, this is, yeah, because yeah, the spring break last after year. That, months, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, throughout the entire time, we've not asked anyone to leave the building for wearing right. a mask, for not wearing a mask. We're, right. we're not going to do that, and we, we, we never will. Um, right. We just want to put in, you know, the, and take comfort in that, that there's, we don't want to ever push comforts on anyone else, but we do want to do what we can and what we think is what our conviction is to protect, you know, the majority of people. And so absolutely, uh, that was really if you're listening, just take comfort in that. Um, so one last question here before we, before we wrap up and this may, this can take as long as you need it to, but, um, what do you think we can expect as a country and, um, really, um, as a society, a global society of people, really, we've seen numbers start to go up even in other countries, especially in Europe. And and they've, they they had, they had some of the vaccine um, accessible before even we did in the States. And, um, what can we expect? And this may be just a crazy out of, you know, off the wall and left field question, but, um, to move forward, you know, with vaccines now that they're, they're more available, is there an end in sight here? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And I think, I think uh, that's probably the million-dollar question, yeah, right? That's what no everybody doubt. wants to know. And there's, there's, a, I don't know that there's an absolute uh, correct answer because you know I, th- I think we've expected a lot of things, or we assumed a lot of things about this virus that ended up turning out very differently. So I sure. think some of this we have to just kind of see how it plays out. But, but it seems like even you know obviously there's been some kind of concern about these variant strains, and you know how that um, how that will kind of play out. Um, but it seems like the vaccines that we have still have effectiveness against against these different strains. Some of them may not be as effective, but they still have sure. some efficacy. And so I think because of that, um, if we can get closer and closer to achieving herd immunity, which we, you know, with every virus, it's different for what what uh, what percentage of the population needs to be vaccinated before you can achieve that sort of community protection, right, essentially. Right. But um, we think it may be somewhere between 70 to 90 percent. Um, so if, I think if we can achieve that herd immunity, then I think we can see our numbers consistently stay down. Um, and, but until then, we could still potentially see some kind of waxing and waning in numbers. Sure. And it's going to be um, 
uh, and that's just kind of the nature of pandemics. You know, they kind of wax and wane until until we can we can achieve that that herd immunity. But yeah. I think I think we are um, hopefully this is going to be kind of revving down hopefully over the next uh, several months as more and more people get vaccinated. Um, but, uh, but, uh, you know, h- how things will, um, be forever changed. That's, that's another question, right? Is, sure. you know, there's going to be some things that, you know, life is just going to be different, um, moving, moving forward. But, but hopefully we're, we're getting closer and closer towards uh, a light at the end yeah. of the tunnel, as you said. Absolutely. We've really, you know, over the last 12 months, we, we have talked a lot um, as a staff, and I know everyone has, but um, about when, when are we going to get back to normal? You know, what, what this doesn't feel like normal, normal. you know, <laughs> and we don't want this to become the new normal, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, the thing that's really kept me, especially in terms of faith and my relationship with the Lord, it's been so interesting to me to see how things have shifted from what was normal. And I don't think things will ever be and that's not a I don't, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer or anything like that but yeah um, I hope things don't go back to a normal or a complacency yeah. in the way that things were beforehand so what do you think maybe are some things that you've learned in your faith journey along through this maybe, yeah. maybe you personally you as a family absolutely yeah so I think the uh any anytime there's like stress or the heat is turned up if you yeah. will you know um then it it really it reveals our hearts right? It reveals like what is, what is really there. And so, uh, yeah, for, uh, for me, I've realized that I do have sort of an unhealthy need for control in my life. And I think that maybe just you, I'm the only one, I'm the only one. (laughs) Right. But it's, it's revealed this in me and, and, you know, I've, and, uh, my kids have, uh, God has been, uh, has used them as instruments to reveal this, right? Wow. Cause you know, kids, I, I've loved my kids. I have, I have three kids. They're great. But the truth is when they're packed in the house for, uh, days on end, they will drive me crazy, yeah. you know? And I, I, uh, and, and so it's, it's revealed this sort of thing in me that I need to let go of some things like, you know, uh, you know, uh, it's okay for them to uh, argue sometimes yeah. and, and it's okay that for them to get in fights. They're, they're learning how to interact with other people. And, and so I, I need to be their dad and, and give them wisdom and direction as to help them through that, as opposed to just making the, their behavior perfect. You know, that's yeah. not my, that's not my role as a job, my, as a dad, my, my role is to teach them. And so, so God is, has been revealing to me just how to be a better dad uh, through this process and, um, and again, just revealed idols in my own heart of, of needing control and helping me realize that that's, that's there and I need to be ready uh, for his conviction where I need to let go of, yeah. of some things that I don't need control of and it's okay. No, no doubt. That is a, that's a great answer. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. And yeah. it, one of the things you said reminded me of, uh, John Krasinski, actually, he started a, uh, a, a YouTube channel, you know, social media presence called some good news last year, like a month after the pandemic really, you know, (laughs) I said invasive earlier and that's such a good word for that. But, um, yeah, he agreed. He had spent two weeks at home with his, you know, with his kids and, um, on his, his YouTube channel, he said, you know, I've now decided that teachers need to be paid $40 million. (laughs) And then he, he said a day. day. (laughs) Agreed. It's so funny to me that, um, things become annoying when they're inconvenient and, yeah. um, 
things become a problem and we get frustrated with God when they're inconvenient and um, things that we take for granted, like being a parent, like getting to spend time that you weren't able to have before. And how do we, how do we make things that aren't necessarily convenient? Like kids arguing and things like, I love that answer. How do, how do we make that instead of what's the Lord trying to teach me in this season? What is the Lord trying to teach me right now? You know, what's the Lord trying to teach me in an hour? You know, what, what did the Lord teach me two hours ago? You know, how can we, how can we kind of change the trajectory of our thinking to how can the Lord use me in this moment right here? And, um, I think that's you know it's been so cool to see so many people learn that through the pandemic is how can we live in this moment because we're not guaranteed another one we've experienced more loss as a civilization in the past year than probably any of us have since we've been alive and yeah. so you know how do we how do we process that how do we deal with that and let the lord teach us every moment but yeah. thanks for stopping by today and really chatting Absolutely. with us it was such a blessing to get to talk with you and thanks for listening today if you're listening on our podcast and be sure to to leave a comment or a uh, send us an email at podcast at northfortworth.com and tell us how much you appreciate it phil scott um stopping by and chatting with us at while pastor steven's out this week but seriously such a blessing again thanks for doing the friday q a with us for so long and then stopping by today and sharing your heart with us we really 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 appreciate yeah, it absolutely thank you josh yeah. thanks for the invite yeah of course well church family it's spring break so we have no wednesday night activities tomorrow night those are canceled for this week so enjoy your vacation your staycation whatever whatever um, your family is doing um, and we look forward to seeing you this sunday at 9 and 11 for our traditional and our contemporary service but until then we'll see you next week.